0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Harney's Practically Speaking. This week I'm joined not by my friend Amy Roos but another friend, Kerry Greziola. Kerry is a director in Harney's Fiduciary and she spends a lot of her time dealing with liquidations. Hi Kerry.
1: Hi Rachel, I'm glad to be here today. Hopefully we can have a nice chat about liquidations. Absolutely. Thank you for joining me. I thought it might be useful just to to kick off with a very brief
0: summary about the liquidation process in in the BVI. You may recall a couple of weeks ago, Amy and I were were talking about the pros and cons of of strike-off versus liquidation, and we thought it might be quite helpful to have another conversation about liquidations today. In terms of the liquidation process in the BVI for BVI business companies, Am I right in saying that it's a relatively straightforward and, and, and quick process?
1: Um, it normally is, Rachel. There are obviously things to consider which might complicate the process, such as you know, the presence of assets and liabilities, which might certainly affect the timing and the complexity. Okay. But in most, in most instances, those have been taken care of by the directors of the company. And by the time the liquidator comes in, it's all simple and straightforward. That's right. I mean,
0: I I often come across situations where we do a pre-liquidation reorganisation to basically tidy up the company and and make it as clean as possible for the liquidation process. For that very reason, really, to get the process through in a relatively quick manner. I think it's fair to say that the process usually takes about six to eight weeks. Uh,
1: That's right. That's right.
0: I mean, I I know in certain circumstances we can squeeze that timetable a little bit, but there are obviously there's certain statutory requirements that you as a liquidator have to follow, including placing creditors advertisements in the BVI and, and, and perhaps in other jurisdictions as well if the company was carrying on business there. I did wonder whether if there were any implications out of the economic substance legislation on liquidations, because it's a bit of a hot topic at the moment, and particularly with the end of the first financial period for many companies is looming on the 29th of June. I just wonder whether there are any sort of liquidation specific matters that perhaps we should have a chat about and people might be
1: interested in. Yes, sure. So you touched on the pertinent one, which is obviously timing. Most BBI companies will have the end of their first financial period for economic substance on the 29th of June 2020. So entities who are wishing to have their company completely liquidated and removed from the register by that date would obviously need to put steps and measures in place now to make sure that the liquidator has sufficient time to perform the liquidation and to discharge their statutory obligations. So am I right in saying that it's not
0: just a question of placing the company in liquidation? The actual whole liquidation process needs to be finished by the end of this first financial period in order for the company to not have an obligation to report on economic substance?
1: So that's right, Rachel. Our understanding is certainly that if the company has been completely dissolved and is no longer on the register, the reporting obligation goes away for that entity. So if a company is still on the register as an active company, whether it's active in the true sense of the word, or whether it's active in voluntary liquidation, the reporting obligation still remains. Which brings me to the second consideration for liquidators, which is the reporting obligation under economic substance legislation. So obviously, when a liquidator is appointed to a company, the powers of the director cease, and the liquidator steps into those shoes. And one of those considerations for economic substance and obligations on the liquidator will include making the report on the company for the financial period to the ITA. Sure, sure. Now, another question that always
0: comes up, and especially where Perhaps a liquidation has dragged on a little bit. It's taken longer than the parties envisaged and the BVI company's annual license fees become due. If the company is already placed into liquidation, but the
1: liquidation hasn't yet finished, do they still need to pay up those fees? Yes. So a company in liquidation or entering into liquidation will have to remain in good standing with the registry for the duration of the liquidation. Now, if that spans the license fee due date, which we all know is coming up in a couple of weeks at the end of May, for first half incorporated companies, fees would need to be paid in order for the liquidation to be completed. Uh, Practically speaking, for a liquidator, we're actually not able to make a filing with the registry if the company has fallen out of good standing. It's, It's not physically possible. Right so it's it's really something to think about as the
0: advisors to someone putting a company who wants to put their company into liquidation just make sure that they understand the full extent of the fees that are going to be involved in the liquidation process I think. I think Where we've got to now is that there are really three main issues that people need to bear in mind in relation to liquidations in the current climate. And those relate to timing, economic substance reporting and license fees and when when those might be due during a liquidation period. Is there anything else that you think we need to talk about in, in relation to liquidations at this point?
1: No, I think the timing point is really key, Rachel. I mean, we, you know, often... You know, things need to happen before a company is ready to be liquidated. So I just encourage entities who are looking to go down this route to, to push the button as soon as possible to avoid, you know, the backlog or, or pre- unnecessary pressure. Absolutely. no,
0: And certainly I'm sure all their advisors would, uh, would appreciate that. That's brilliant. Kerry, thank you so much for joining me today. I think I've managed to persuade you to come back and talk to us again with some practical examples of how to comply with economic substance for those people who who want to keep their companies going and are perhaps conducting a relevant activity. Are you still up for that? Thanks very much, Rachel. I am up for that. (laughs) Thanks for the invite. Brilliant. Thanks very much and uh, see you all again soon.